Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is the Catholic podcast where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church, you name it, and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we're going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. My name is Rochelle Lucero, and I'm really excited you're here sitting with me today, or walking with me today, or cleaning with me today, whatever it is that you are doing, thanks for listening to the show. Now, if you noticed the title of this episode before you hit play, you now know the phrase that has been whispering through my thoughts and pulling at my heart for most of the Lenten season. Now, I know that was a little while ago, but it's still relevant and still important today. The phrase, it is Jesus that you seek, That phrase is actually part of a line that comes from a much larger quote by St. John Paul II. But, I I mean, I love JP too, but I had no idea that this phrase was at all related to him. And I'll tell you about that story before we end today. I think it's really cool. It just shows how God is always working and moving and everything. But first, why am I even telling you? that I was being followed around by a phrase for weeks on end. You know, it just kept coming up in my head. It is Jesus that you seek. What does that matter to you other than the fact that uh, it's alerting you to let you know that you're listening to someone who sounds suspiciously like a crazy person? Kidding. Well, every Lent, I try to do like a post-Lent wrap-up so I can you know, reflect on the past 40-ish days and recount all of the times that I failed and feel sufficiently horrible about myself. I'm kidding. Again, I'm kidding. No, what I look for is the big picture. What was happening in my heart and in my spiritual life during that time? I try to identify themes in my prayer life, you know, uh, reoccurring messages, you know, messages from God that came through the scriptures, from quotes from the saints, um, through, you know, even spirit-filled discussions with um, friends. You know, I look for themes um, that surfaced while I was excelling during my Lenten practices and even themes that, you know, popped up when I was struggling. You know, I'm looking for, for common threads, you know, what was happening in my spiritual life because I find that Lent provides a great sample of the current condition of my my spiritual life because think about it, it's a, it's a highly concentrated period I also think that just as Christ died on Good Friday, so too do our sins and our struggles. But remember, what Christ began on Good Friday isn't complete until Resurrection Sunday. And because of that, the themes and the messages of your Lenten journey, they shouldn't be forgotten and left behind just because Lent is now over. They should be looked at in the light of the resurrection either as things within you that have been given a new life by Christ, right? In which case you should be praising God and giving him glory and telling other people about what God has done in you, right? So if that happened to you, like if, if, uh, if he's resurrected something in you, are you telling people about it? Or the things that happened during Lent 
should be seen as invitations from God to work with him, right? As a co-worker, right? God loves that. He loves being co-workers with us. And he's inviting us, he's inviting you specifically, and whatever that entails, to bring you new life and growth in this coming season. So I like to think of it like this. You know, a soldier, before they become a soldier, they go to boot camp to learn, to grow, to be strengthened, and they leave with a self-knowledge of what things they thrive at and which they could use more formation and more practice in. And that's how I like to see Lent. Because just as that that soldier who goes to boot camp, they don't leave the stuff that they learned there. There, they take it with them. It's, it's essential that they take that with them along with that self-knowledge as well. So today's show is for you. If you feel like during your Lenten journey, you felt a temptation frequently, or if you feel like you beat temptation really well this last Lenten season and you really grew during that time, or this show is for you if you feel like you were just completely distracted by everyday life for whatever reason this season and you just really couldn't get into Lent for whatever reason. Because God spoke to you. He spoke to your heart. No matter how your Lent went, he spoke to your heart and has something for you to take away with you in order to help you to continue to grow in holiness, to grow in freedom, and to grow in friendship and love and relationship with him. And after this episode, I fully recommend that you take some time and do like a post-Lent in review. Um, I mean, it's been what? couple weeks now, I think you're sufficiently removed enough to look at it um, with, uh, with fresh eyes, right? And look for that one thing that was either a repeated theme in your prayer life or that thing that penetrated your heart the most deeply, you know, and really stuck with you. And ask the Lord what that's about and how you can take that with you and continue to grow through it. For me, like I said, it was that phrase, it is Jesus that you seek. And that phrase usually came to me in relation to this one particular commitment that I made for Lent. Um, among the other things, this was the one thing that it, it always stuck out to me. So I decided one of the things I was going to do was to limit my streaming time every day to like three hours. And I don't know if that seems like a lot or a little to you, but to me, let me tell you, it, it was hard um, because between the apps that we have, you know, on the TV YouTube, podcasts, I stream a lot. Admittedly, uh, a good amount of that is background noise, but it's noise and it's, you know, it's keeping me and my thoughts busy from paying attention to that still small voice of God. And I know that and I knew that and that's why I, you know, the Holy Spirit put that on my heart to, to do that practice over Lent. Needless to say, I struggled, you know, I struggled a lot with this one. And sometimes I beat the temptation, you know, to to watch longer. Sometimes I fell to that temptation and I was like, oh, you know, um, after this show, after this episode. Um, and then there were even times when I just went on autopilot and forgot that I had made this commitment, you know, because it was it's so, so ingrained in my, you know, everyday activities to just, you know, put something on on my phone or, or on the TV or whatever. But no matter what was happening, I still heard that phrase. You know, um, if I was beating temptation, if I was falling to temptation, I still heard that phrase. You know, it resonated and echoed in my chest 
you know, um, or it was a thought that rose to the forefront of my mind. And every time it was right, right? It is Jesus that I seek. And, you know, it came somewhat of a mantra of mine, you know, that I would repeat to myself, you know, as I got used to hearing it, I was like, yes, it is Jesus that I seek. It is Jesus that I seek. But like I said, it wasn't towards the end of Lent when I was meeting with a friend that I found the source of this phrase. I actually thought it was like a unique personal phrase that I was hearing, you know, from the Lord, just that it didn't come from anywhere except, you know, straight from the source. Um, But I was meeting with a friend and she was wearing a t-shirt that said, it is Jesus that you seek. And the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. And then the second thing I thought was, okay, maybe this is a lyric from a song and that's why it's stuck in my head. And and I, I need to know what song it is so I could listen to this song. And I asked her about it. And long story short, she told me that it's actually something that JP2 said during the address that he gave during World Youth Day, which I think was in 2000. I should have looked that up, but yeah, she said it was it was from that address that he gave. And so I went and I had to look it up after I was done meeting with her because I was like, all right, what's the rest of this, right? Like just, I'm like too curious now. And so I read it and then here's here's this section that is attached to that phrase, it is Jesus that you seek. It is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He is waiting for you when nothing else you find satisfies you. He is the beauty to which you are so attracted. It is he who provoked you with that thirst for fullness that will not let you settle or for compromise. It is he who urges you to shed the masks of a false life. It is he who reads in your heart your most genuine choices, the choices that others try to stifle. It is Jesus who stirs in you the desire to do something great with your lives, the will to follow an ideal, the refusal to allow yourself to be ground down by mediocrity, the courage to commit yourself humbly and patiently to improving yourself and society, making the world more human and more fraternal. All right, so I read this line and automatically I apply it. To all of those times, it's like this montage in my head, you know, of all of the times that I faced down my streaming restriction. Uh, and it's it was just amazing, you know, this is what the Holy Spirit of God was communicating to me, you know, through this simple phrase, it is Jesus that you seek, you know, and this phrase must have been hidden like way down, down, down in the recesses of my memory because I do not recall ever coming in contact with this phrase before. You know, God is sneaky, but he's always good and he's always working. So like I must have come across it and, you know, he hid it in my memory until the time he would need to use it again, which is so awesome. Now you try that. Think about, you know, this quote and apply it to all of those times that you had to face down something or you had to work at a discipline that you tried to grow and cultivate, right? It's so applicable, right? Because with every human heart is a deep hunger for happiness, a deep hunger for joy. Now, using my example of my streaming habit or my need for background noise, I was seeking happiness, but 
honestly never left me satisfied. It was always a fleeting pleasure or simple distraction. And that's because the desire for happiness within my heart, within every human heart, including yours, it's too big to be filled by anything that we can come in contact with on this side of heaven. Because that desire is an endless desire. And that can sound a little scary, you know, because it's like, well, what can fill it? You know, why do I have this desire if there's nothing on this earth that can fill it? You know, will I ever be satisfied? Will I ever have lasting happiness? And the answer is yes, it will be filled. It can be filled. You will have happiness because there is one thing that can fill the depths of your heart, or I should say one person, because it's Jesus because he is infinite and he alone can satisfy the longings of your heart. St. Augustine said, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Now, I spent a lot of time getting to know St. Augustine while I was away at Franciscan, Um, so much so that he is affectionately known in my thoughts and in my heart as Augie. That's how I I communicate with him. Um, Because You know, going from San Diego to Ohio was a big shock in a lot of ways, but the biggest thing for me was how much slower life was and how much quieter it was. You know, all the hustle and the noise and the distractions that I was used to at home were gone, Um, just in my city and my surroundings. I mean, sure, I was super busy at school, you know, with studying and campus events, but it was still a really huge difference. And without all of the noise and all of the movement of everyday life and everyone around me being in a hurry and, and you know, going from here to there constantly, I was able to notice how restless my heart was. And because of this quote, I knew that St. Augustine understood me. You know, I was like, okay, he gets it. All right. What, what answer did he come up with? How did he, how did he quench this? Or, or at least I could have some, some companionship in this restlessness that I'm experiencing for like the first time. But because I was in Ohio in a place that was slower and it was quieter and life was just simpler in general, I was able to answer that ache that was in my heart because I was aware of it. You know, now back home in San Diego, you know, my restless heart was still restless, but it was drowned out by all of the noise of life. And I was able to find a lot more distractions. And to be honest, I don't know when I would have ever become aware of how restless my heart was and how much it actually longed for Jesus. Now, my heart still longs for happiness, I'm sure, just like yours does. And The truth of that can be summed up in that phrase. It is Jesus that you seek, right? It is Jesus that I seek. That is why I want happiness. That is why I have these desires. That's why I have these aches of the human heart. You know, and every time the Holy Spirit reminds me of that truth, every time he did during Lent, you know, he was calling me back to the source. And he was giving me a tool, a tool that I could take with me into this season. Even though Lent is over, this is still applicable to me, my life, my spiritual journey. And I'm sharing it with you today because I do think that this is something that will also help you to thrive and to experience your own mini resurrections with Jesus throughout the rest of this year. Now, Since I've shared this with you to help you, you know, we need a favor for a favor right now. You know, maybe you can help me out (laughs) Um, by sending me some questions. The next episode or within 
the short future, I would like to put out an episode, like an Ask Me Anything episode, where I spend the whole time answering your questions. Now, they could be theological questions, prayer questions, a topic that you'd like to learn more about or something you're having trouble understanding, questions about spirituality, or um, even if you have personal questions about me and my faith journey or my opinions about things, or if you just want advice, I will do the best that I can. I have, I think, maybe three questions so far, but I need far more than that. So please send me your questions. You can email them, clumsytheosis at gmail.com. Or if you go to any of my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, just send me a message there with your question. And that's all that I, that's all that I need, right? I just need your question and I will put it together for my Ask Me Anything show. And I'm realizing now that I forgot to grab a comment for today's comment of the week. So we will just save that for next week. Um, all right. Until our next episode, peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now. <laughs> but for real though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net. There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at clumsytheosis.net. Anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. All right, thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us.